0: Hi, I'm Tom Connery, and welcome to Talking Customer Success. On this podcast, we focus on topics relating to customer success management and invite guests to share their experience and how they leverage CSM programs and operations to not only retain business, but generate revenue and build attitudinal customer loyalty. My background with this type of account management comes from working for software companies, but I believe this practice could potentially be applied to nearly any business. Welcome to Talking Customer Success. On this episode, we're talking about advice for new customer success managers, and I'm welcoming back a good friend of mine, Akshay Agrawal. And I wrote this article last week on LinkedIn, which kind of inspired this discussion today. And actually, and I have decided to get away from the script process that we've done in the previous episodes. And we just want to have a conversation today as much as possible. I will kick off the podcast reading a little section of the beginning of that article, and then we'll take it from there. So it can be intimidating to perform several virtual meet and greets as you begin to introduce yourself as your client's new customer success manager, especially when you have yet to obtain your own team's trust as they listen in on many of your introductory calls. So this is when you're coming on board, whether you're a CSM for the first time, or you're just moving into a new role or a new job. Now, fortunately for me, I've gotten a lot of practice at this uh, due to working for multiple employers across a relatively short span. And doing so forced me to quickly embrace and acknowledge customer sentiment across you know, different accounts, different types of people, and I was able to resume accounts that were either already going in the right direction or was able to kick off a new fresh experience for customers who may have been trending you know, negatively, I guess, in, in overall account health. And the one common theme that I discovered was really simple for me and it was just being consistent. I explained you know, what I was there to do for my customers and how I was going to provide service to a customer. And then I consistently provided that week after week, month after month and Within just a few weeks, I had immediate positive feedback about the style or the type of management I was executing. So when it comes to building rapport with the customer as a new or replacement CSM, I try to focus on demonstrating consistency and follow through on actions, whether it's meetings, calls, emails, creating reports, and the customer begins to see right away how attentive you know, I was in that case. And an attentive CSM sparks immediate interest in his or her clients and leverages tools and technology in order to stay on track day to day, week after week. So that, some of that is a section from the article. And again, I wanted to just read that and kick that off in our discussion, Akshay. So what do you think about um, advice for new CSMs or CSMs going into a new role uh, you know, this year?
1: I think the key, whenever you're new to anything, right, CSMs included, is you got to build trust with the customer. Initially, the way you build trust is you just show the customer that you're responsive, that you're there, that you're listening to them, that you're solving some of their problems. Uh, I think that's the key. Uh, just you got to build that trust. Um, it's like you got to put money in the bank account so that when you need to withdraw, when things come up, um, you know you have something in there. Because there's always going to be challenges down the line, right? There's going to be times you're going to have to give them bad news unrelated to you, uh, whether it's a product enhancement they put in, um, whether it's something they need and that's going to take longer to resolve than they expect. Those are going to happen. Um, but initially, you just need to be very responsive, very attentive, uh, listen to their problems, solve as many as you can early on uh, so that they know that you are an advocate for them as opposed to being potentially another salesperson, which is what most customers are afraid of.
0: Right. And, and even if you can't solve a lot of their problems, especially in the beginning where you may not fully understand the, you know, the products and stuff, it to me, it really is about showing them that you are being consistent. You are following up internally. You are really advocating for your customer internal to your organization on trying to uh, make effective change happen. Yep. That's right. It's not, um, it's another thing too, you know, we kind of talk about solving problems I think many CSMs often think that they need to be a product specialist and some people call them uh, the trusted advisor. And I think that is a good goal to achieve or to aspire to. But on the other side, I also am not 100% convinced that we as CSMs must be product specialists. We must be the key resource that can answer every question they have and so on. I think you'll be more successful if you try to focus on connecting the dots internal in your org to fulfill your customer's needs, right? And to achieve the outcomes that they wish to receive.
1: Correct. I think a lot in the beginning, like you said, you don't have to be a product specialist, especially in the beginning. But I think just listening to them and listening to their concerns and listening to what their goals are, uh, that should be common across across a lot of different uh, roles, right? Not just the CSM role. If you're coming from consulting or you're coming from solution engineering or you're coming from sales, uh, that should be pretty common to be able to have that conversation. And I think it is important uh, to just have in your pocket, uh, say, like 10 value propositions of the industry you're in and the products that you have. Because if the customer doesn't give you a lot of information, then you can always pull up the, hey, here's what other customers are doing and here's where they're finding value. Is this relevant to you? And if they say, yes, then you can pull into, well, why is this relevant to you? How do you do it? What is the plan here?
0: That's an excellent point because I've seen this too now in a couple of different orgs that I worked with. And I sort of had this need, I realized, when I was on calls with customers saying, well, what exactly have they purchased from us over time? Um, I need a good view of that on the call. So let's say you start managing 10 or more accounts. Some people have many, many accounts because they're very low touch, and very cookie cutter and so on. I've been involved with a lot of high touch, you know, customized installations and so on, which can be very complex when you start handling a number of accounts. So, one of the needs I personally had was I just need these check boxes. I need like this dashboard of my account. What have they purchased from us? What are still the opportunities that might be out there available that they haven't purchased yet? Um, and I think just having visibility on that helps overall. Like you said, what was it? Use cases? What would you say, actually? Uh,
1: you should have in your pocket uh, some of the value propositions of right. your product and your solution area
0: right, and I think that then aligns to what they have currently, versus what may be available right out there with the value prop so
1: yeah, and it's very important that those value props are not sales like right like you don't have to necessarily distinguish your product versus another that's the difference there as a customer success manager, you're just trying to make sure that the customer achieves their goals. In that industry. So if you're in the software asset management industry, make sure you understand that, hey, it's a lot about license compliance, about avoiding audits. It's about making sure you can do chargebacks, you know, just having those those kind of key uh, things that happen that you should be doing as a SAM program. Uh, If you are in service management, making sure you understand that, hey, there's some such a thing as incident problem requests and how you differentiate those. There's uh, change management um, there is uh, root cause analysis that you're trying to get to. That's the goal. Uh, and then there's mitigation of tickets, you know, say so password resets, Hey, 25% of your tickets are password resets. That's the kind of thing we can analyze and we can automate. So you don't, you know, your analysts can spend time on other things. Like just knowing those very, very high level value propositions uh, helps because, uh, all customers, almost all customers are going to fall within a range of those, right? Uh, some will prefer certain value propositions over others, but almost all customers are buying those solutions for those for those reasons. Because again, these are, these have come off of, you know, thousands of customers' studies, you know, what right. the value propositions are.
0: Right. And as a new CSM, again, or going into a new company or starting the job for the first time, you know, talk to your sales group or your marketing group about getting the type of information at your fingertips. So as you start managing these accounts, you you have that information quickly available.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I recommend that um, once you get that information from sales and marketing, um, also also getting guidance from, say, someone from the technical side who doesn't have an incentive to sell. And uh, what I think would be ideal is you write that down in your own words, again, in bullet points, so that you have it in your words without it being very complicated, you know. Um, Because I know marketing sometimes can be, can have a lot of, uh, it it has some good keywords, um, but it can be fairly vague sometimes. And then sales is the whole point is to sell. And as a CSM, it's very, very important to distinguish yourself from those people because you're not selling to the customer. I mean, you are at the end of the day, but you're selling by providing them so much value that it's a no brainer for them to just want to invest more time and money with you as an organization.
0: Right. And there are it's probably a separate topic to talk about CSM and sales and how they influence the growth of an account. We will talk about that in the future. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit because I've been involved with working with some some new tools or testing some new tools that help me stay consistent. And again, that's one of the things that I think is helpful as a new CSM coming in. Actually, do you have or do you use any specific you know, services or applications that help you stay on track with some of your, you know, difficult accounts?
1: Actually, so um, so for me, there's not, uh, so there's a few different areas, right, when it comes to using tools. So one is you want to make sure you are knowledgeable about what your accounts are going through. So what your customers are doing, what kind of acquisitions they're having, um, what they're not. So for that, I actually use a service called Owler, um, owler owler.com, like O-W-L-E-R, and what I do is in there, it's, it's free, which is nice. Uh, I just have all my account names in there and uh, I get information um, on what those customers are doing in the news. You know, what are they acquiring? Are they divesting? Um, was there a big uh, issue with their earnings or did they do really well? Uh, so I think just, again, it's highlights. You know, I probably look at that email maybe 15 seconds a day. That's really it. But it helps me put everything together so I don't miss something big you don't want to get on a call with a customer and realize that, that uh, like, uh, a good example is, um, you know, uh, when we look at different customers, uh, uh, there was a recent announcement uh, with Apple and MasterCard having a having a collaboration. So if Apple is one of your customers, you don't want to get on that call and not realize that, you know, they just had new collaboration with MasterCard and they're doing these all these new things in payments and uh, that's something that's important to them, you know. Uh, so so, I, so that's one area I use. Um, the other the other solution that I use is uh, we use Gainsight internally. Uh, so Gainsight is something that goes on top of Salesforce. And the benefit of Gainsight over Salesforce is Salesforce is, Salesforce is very sales-oriented. Everything is about the sales lifecycle. Uh, meanwhile, Gainsight is more customer success-oriented. So um, Gainsight has fields and uh, they have something called a call to action and different things. So you can take your meeting notes in there. Um, you can put actions and dates to them, and then you have a, a like almost like a dashboard you can view, which will show you, hey, these are the actions that you have due, and uh, these are the dates you have them due, and then you can also look at your meeting notes uh, if you want more details on some of your actions that are due.
0: And what was the first product, again, you mentioned?
1: Uh, the first one is called Owler.com, O-W-L-E-R.com.
0: Yeah, I need to look at that, too, because so this when you mentioned that specific tool or service, it may be importance of as a CSM getting out of the, the issue and case solving mindset. And that's that's where actually is talking about understanding the account holistically and then kind of drilling down. So as you maybe in your if you have a weekly checkpoint with a with a customer, you might be used to talking about some of the support cases they've created and you could be in this trend of always talking about support cases and when it happens you you stop looking at the big picture. And I think what actually is talking about is using services like uh, like the Ally one to to get that big picture, right? And then go in and understand what's that customer trying to achieve, right? From the highest level and then on down, how that affects your product and other services you may offer. Um, so it's, it's a great point. One of the tools that I've just started experimenting with, I don't have a lot of uh, experience with it yet, is Hugo.team is the website. And it's really um, it helps you keep on track with meetings. And they've got some fantastic meeting templates available that I actually shared in the article I created on advice for new customer success managers. And I'll be sure to um, put a link for that in the podcast description. So if you're listening to this podcast on the road or driving or whatever, maybe when you go home if you want to check it out, um, just look for the link in the description and find it that way. So I'll just recap. I think for me, though, if I have to talk to a new CSM coming into the role, it's not to get too worried about the products right away. Um, I've gone into companies where the first thing you want to do is send you off to training for products. I do think that's really important, but I don't think it's always um, a must-have or a critical thing to accomplish first. And I often think that product experience just comes over time when you start working with your clients rather than getting the standard out-of-box training you would experience um, in another form. So for me, it's I tell my my customer what they can expect from me. And I think as I introduce you know, myself and what I plan to do and how we manage the account and follow their needs and so on, and they can expect weekly calls or monthly reports or whatever the case may be, I think they like to hear that and I like to know what to expect. And then for me, of course, it's now delivering on that, being as consistent as possible and building rapport. And then it's really about being attentive and paying close attention to their needs, polite, professional, and so on. And just doing those three simple things you know, it's again, it's outside of product. It's outside of being a technical specialist. It's outside of anything. It's just very simple, very simple, straightforward human connection, interaction, and meeting their expectations.
1: Yeah, and, and to add to that, you know, in the beginning, sometimes you do end up going into the weeds, right? Unfortunately, like customers may complain about cases and, you know, things are not moving fast and all that. And it's important to just hear them out, um, listen to them and try to solve as many of those as possible, but take the help of your peers, right? You're, you're not responsible necessarily for solving the issue. You're responsible for coordinating the response to that. That to me is a, is a key differentiator. So, you know, you don't have to solve that support case or solve that technical issue. You can get somebody else to help you with that. And, and that's the key because a lot of people are afraid of doing that because obviously you want to be the, we talk about, you want to be the hero right? You want to go out there and save the day. And that's something that you have to get out of the mindset of if you want to be a successful and effective CSM is you can't save the day. Uh, because, you know, over time as you're managing different customers, you, you have to be in that mindset of a higher level thinking. They can't see you as the guy they can go to for every technical question because then there's going to be more and more uh, more and more demand on that for your, with your time. They need to see you as someone who's thinking at a higher level and guiding them through this process of getting to that end state and getting to their objectives and their goals.
0: I totally agree. And being the guide, I think is a really great keyword. It's essential. And I think a lot of us CSMs, we end up working in many cases, not with, you know, a a thousand end users. We end up working with, uh, you know, one or two or three key contacts within our customer's organization. Right. And essentially those are the people that the CSM wants to make the hero. Because if you make them successful, you know, your tool, your service is going to be successful in the organization as well. Um, And I hope today that this advice for new CSMs helps. I hope some of what you heard from myself actually adds value. Thanks for listening. And uh, go take care of your customers. And we'll be back next time. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Talking Service podcast. had a couple of tech issues this time around where my voice was cutting out a little bit here and there. And maybe it's because I talk too fast. Now, one quick update before we exit here is Owler is not a free service. Last time I checked, and I know actually I mentioned that on this episode, they do have a premium offering, and I don't think they have a free one anymore, but maybe they've updated it since the time of this recording. Uh, Still a valuable service. Check it out. As an alternative, you may want to look at to uh, crunchbase.com, which has a free and premium offering as well for researching your customer. That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for your time and attention. We'll see you right back here on Talking Customer Success.